Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one got a little bit better? Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and collecting candy at Halloween. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who has never been stalked by a serial killer. That you know of. That I know of. Yikes, that's a terrifying <laughs> thought. <laughs> And today, we are giving a second chance to Halloween H2O, or H20, H2O, H20. As far as I remember the trailers and just anyone saying it, it was H2O, which sounded like Halloween. Water. water. <laughs> There's no water in this movie that's like plays a significant difference. Big, big fail on the production there. The missed opportunity truly like have him come from out of water he's been frozen by a block of ice in the ocean who knows like we could play constantly attacking people in pools yeah (laughs) bathtubs janet lee's in the movie and he could have attacked her in the shower so just want to say it at the top while we're talking about the title I think the title of this movie is objectively awful. <laughs> Just not good. They were trying to do something here. It was 20 since like the 20 years since the original. Cool, cool, cool. But like Halloween 20 or Halloween H20 or Halloween H2O is just what are we doing? I was thinking like, what if like 20 Halloweens? Because it's been 20 Halloweens. Title aside, we're here to give this movie a second chance. We are reviewing this movie because it is the spooky season of October that leads up to Halloween, plus this month. Also, we get, I assume, a conclusion in the new Halloween trilogy, Halloween Ends. Let's revisit one of the old Halloween movies, one of the ones that, I don't know, people may have not liked so much. So here we are for H20. Well, before we get into Halloween H2O or H20, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to talk about some things we've given a first chance to recently? I sure can. Using my AMC A-list, I went to the movies again this week. It's the scary season, so I watched Smile. Ooh, I've really been wanting to see Smile. It looks interesting. Quick sidebar, did you yeah. see how they infiltrated the Dodgers game with a bunch of like people that smiling? Does not need, that does not need to be a sidebar. This is <laughs> that is news for that movie. The marketing for Smile is great. First off, I saw that trailer in like almost every movie I saw. And I was just intrigued. Um there were some scary moments. It just looked different. It looked really engaging and like a very not a, a super original idea because it it does feel like if the ring and it follows had a movie baby that is the movie we get um so if you like either one of those movies i think you'd like smile but anyway trailer aside they hired some just actors to just smile at sporting events i think a baseball games what we got a lot 
but they would sit behind like the dugout and <laughs> sit behind home plate and just smile <laughs> really creepily and hold that for a while and they got attention uh they also yeah. did it like good morning america <laughs> oh i missed that one so many people online being like what's with all these people looking like this this is terrifying what is this and then it's creepy it's so creepy it's really effective whoever thought of that idea was really smart because it got people even more interested in the movie i wanted to see it because the trailer looked really cool and interesting but after that like publicity stunt is made me want to see it even sooner aside from that movie is fun i liked it i had a good time it's for me, I don't want to talk much about the movie except maybe things we've seen in the trailer. Um, I, I mean, I like it. I haven't watched a super ton this week, but one thing I did try to watch was Dahmer on Netflix. Okay, what? Uh, explain try to watch. <laughs> so I was intrigued and I decided to give it a go, uh-huh. and I only got like three episodes in and was like i cannot watch this for my own mental well-being okay i'm i'm out guys it was it's heavy it's very heavy knowing how accurate it is to the real events that happened just makes it even more harrowing i can watch some really intense things and be fine but it was just the realism of it very very much for me to deal with um you know, that being said, like, yeah, there's a lot of controversy around it and some of which I, I agree with and see. But in terms of just like what the content itself is, I mean, Evan Peters is so fucking good in everything he does. And he really nails Dahmer down to his voice and his mannerisms. I think that's also what makes it extremely uncomfortable and creepy to watch. Because okay. I have not watched it. I don't think I'm going to watch it. It's Ryan Murphy, correct? It is Ryan Murphy. So, is it does it glorify Dahmer or is it kind of just factual or is it very fictional? So, I unfortunately already knew a lot about the Dahmer case and just cuz I love a good true crime podcast. So, like I was aware of like a lot of this stuff. So, from what I've been able to see, it is much more like true to what actually happened than some other shows or movies are. Um, it's very accurate in that regard. And I wouldn't necessarily say it like glorifies him or makes him look like a cool dude. Yeah. But it's at some point it does become like, do we really have to humanize this guy? Like, I'm sorry, I don't care that he had a shitty childhood. A lot of people have shitty childhoods and they don't murder people. Like, yeah. whatever. I think it could have been better suited as maybe a movie or or something else. Cause it's the thing is I only got through three episodes. It's fucking 10 episodes, each one an hour of just ghoulish behavior, aside from what you could guess is in it. In real life, there were many instances where the police completely failed people, and seeing that unfold is so infuriating. If you have seen the show or if you know, there's like one victim in particular. That's where I fucking checked out because I just couldn't deal with it. So I'm going to be watching other spooky things because that one, <laughs> like, it's still, I'm still thinking about it. And I, not in a good way, in a, in a, everything is dreaded and awful. Maybe you should lighten up the palette with Hocus Pocus 2. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds way better. <laughs> Let's talk about 
this movie that we came here to discuss, Halloween H2O. For those of you who do not remember this movie, or for those of you who have no idea what this movie's about, I'm going to read what IMDb has as its synopsis so we're all caught up. Lori Strode, now the dean of a Northern California private school with an assumed name, must battle the shape one last time as the life of her own son hangs in the balance. Wait, did she battle the shape? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there are some instances where he is referred to as the shape because some people don't know he's Michael Myers, but like, I feel like we, especially 20 years later, we're all very aware that he's Michael Myers. And they don't try to hide it in the movie. Like right away, it's like, oh yeah, Michael Myers is around. Like that's Michael so escaped. I mean, there's a shadowy moment here and there where it's like, is that him? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's what's going on. She's in hiding. She's trying to, like, just live her life. First of all, I don't need to know that she's the dean of a private school. No. In the synopsis. No. Because she also is teaching classes, too, right? Like, yeah. I thought she was a principal, but she does <laughs> teach classes also. And, like, the whole time watching it, I was like, where did Lori Strode get the credentials to teach if she's, like, assumed an alien? Like, what the? How do we get here? For someone who's had so much trauma as she had early in her life as a teenager... I think she would lay low in a really quiet job. Yeah, just like an accountant or something, you know? Something where she didn't have to talk to too many people. Not like, yeah. be the head of a school. Yeah, how do we get there? So th the whole synopsis, Michael's back again. It's been 20 years since the incident that started all of these movies, and Michael's trying to finish the job. Michael loves a flair for the dramatics. So of course, you know, he's coming out 20 years later entrance hey don't forget about me still around bitch jessica do you remember your first time with this movie yeah i saw this movie like way too young i don't okay. know why i remember the blockbuster days and like walking past the horror section okay and for some reason this cover which is really just like the characters faces <laughs> and like i think a knife is around like really like oh see me. to me it was really basic it's but for some reason little jessica was spooked out by them and so i was always like mildly intrigued like what is this movie and i think i was like ooh, maybe i think middle school maybe early 12 13 early teens i don't know and i watched it i think at like a sleepover with friends and being like horrified even those that 40 minute stretch from the beginning to the middle where there is not a single murder i was scared man you watched so many movies at sleepovers <laughs> yeah there was not a parent in sight to monitor what we were watching so i remember being like very scared about it and i don't think i'd seen it since it was like one of those movies where as i grew older i realized like oh actually everyone thinks it's really cheesy and hokey but like it scared the shit out of me as a kid so it was very interesting revisiting it as an adult. I don't think I've seen this before. But while watching it, I was thinking, I know I've seen this scene. So I feel like I've seen the parts of this movie via like clips from like Watch Mojo, or at least someone's told me about it. I don't remember this movie at all. So I, I think it was a brand new movie for me, except for just the knowledge of LL Cool J's character. I also was conflating this and Halloween Resurrection. I really like the new trilogy. I think it's fucking great. But one thing I don't like is that none of these, except for the very first movie, are canon. 
And that's annoying because we get the whole backstory in the second one. So why couldn't it be like the first and second? Because the layer of them like being blood relatives makes it even more fascinating. Yeah. But and so like Lori, I'm sorry, in this like new rendition, she was like almost murdered in her teens and has had that much trauma for her whole whatever. With Judy Greer's character, this is in the first one where she's like, you don't know what it was like. My mom was crazy growing up with a blah, 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 blah. It would have been so much more interesting. I was thinking this while watching it. If they had just gotten, keep a canon. I don't give a shit. Keep, like, get Josh Hartnett back as her son and be like, no, you don't understand. When I was a teen, he came to fucking kill me too. My mom's always paranoid. Because in this movie, they're showing that. She's got, like, night terrors. He's got to take care of her. She just has two adult children. Sure, yeah. He, would, he yeah. still fits the age. Yeah, he could s- still do it. Now that we've heard our first times, let's hear what the critics had to say on their first times. I just want to remind everyone, this movie is 24 years old. We may spoil this movie. We're going to be talking about it maybe in depth. I don't know. We may be giving big plot points away. Beware of spoilers. All right. So, Rotten Tomatoes for the tomato meter. I love reading the tomato meter for everyone. See where we all stand. Tomato meter is at 52% and the audience score is at 49%. Well, let's see the positive reviews. Jessica, do you have any positive reviews from our critics? I sure do. To start us off, James Bertinelli with Real Views. Now that they have produced something vaguely enjoyable... Hopefully, the filmmakers will let the series rest in peace. No. As long as people are showing up to the theater, they're going to keep making it. Absolutely. And sure thing, they absolutely do. I think it's different in 2022, knowing, like, if you've got a franchise, they're going to keep making movies as long as they keep showing up. It's become a business more than it is an artistic idea and expression. Yeah, and I think... Like you said, we're aware of that now. Like, I'm not seeing many takes about movies being like, okay, hopefully this is it. Like, put it to bed. <laughs> like, no one is saying that. We're not expecting that anymore. There's going to be another Jurassic Park. I don't fucking care what you say. I recently saw John Carpenter in an interview being asked, like, are you sick of them making all the Halloween movies? And he basically was like, no, because it's passive fucking income for me. Like, I love it. Like, I love whenever they make a movie. I make tons of money just sitting around. Kevin Thomas of Los Angeles Times. Halloween H2O is as stylish and scary as it is ultra-violent. It brings back a stunning Jamie Lee Curtis in a role that made her a star, and it's a work of superior craftsmanship in all (laughs) aspects. I can't get through that without laughing. It's because I, I just don't share this opinion. <laughs> so in love with this. Um, I also have the viewpoint of like 25 years of movies after this. Was it amazing in the 90s? Maybe. Maybe. I um, I do appreciate at like the beginning of his review saying like the stylishness of it. I do think one thing I noticed this time around that I enjoyed was it felt like the style of Halloween, the OG okay. Halloweens, mixing it with the new like scream slasher kind of style. Okay, I, I appreciated can, that. I can see that. I liked that. I do agree with his comment. Stunning, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's amazing. Oh, she's just. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. One of the very few nepotism babies I trust. I love her. I love her as Lori. Nepotism before 
social media like made people star just for just existing. She actually right. has talent and is a very good actress. The big thing I'm kind of shocked about is she's never been nominated for any like Oscar. Yeah. She's been nominated for a primetime Emmy. That's like the highest thing. That's crazy. Um, she's been nominated for a BAFTA award or two of BAFTAs. But like, what? Then again, I do think she chooses a lot of movies that are just fun. Like, yeah, we're not like going Oscar bait worthy movies. We're doing something like I'd sit and watch this. Exactly. A lot yeah. Of slashers, yeah. action, comedy. She just yeah. leans into it really well. And like, look, we, and we've talked about it many times, especially on our award season coverage of movies. You know, like awards really don't matter in the long run. But like to me, Jamie Lee Curtis is such like an institution of of film. Like it is shocking to think all of her movies never once got her the accolades that you would think she has. I don't know. Yeah, especially the things like more recently, Knives Out. I think yep. one of the biggest things in her career was probably True Lies. Yeah. Like, that's She's really solid in that. Yeah. A Fish Called Wanda. Fish like, there's called so Wanda. many. And she's married to Christopher Guest, too, which is always, I, I I forget. And then I remember when I remember, it's just like a nice, like, pleasant surprise every time. Freaky Friday. Iconic. Opened her up to a whole new fucking generation. I'm that's, still here, bitches. That's true. Yeah. Rad. Love her. Gemma Files. Of I Weekly. Yes, it's hokey stuff. And yes, the hundredth or so time they pull the you turn around and there's someone right behind you scare. It does tend to wear. But what did you expect? Halloween? Good point. I mean, you and I both like slashers. And I think what I like about it is I know what the formula is going to be from the beginning to end. But, like, what's in between those? Like, what comes after the, like, turning around and getting scared? That's what I'm into. Get some creativity in there. That sounds I, cool. I don't care about the jump scares. Jump scares are the least yeah. of my concern in the slashers. Slashers, I'm looking for fun, interesting characters that get killed off in creative ways. I would love it if I could not predict who the final people were. Like, if you put Jamie Lee Curtis in it now and she's the first one that gets killed... I would be like, holy shit, I do not know where this movie's going. And I do have to say that I think Halloween kills Halloween 2, 2.22. 2. It did kind of branch away from the formula, and I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it. So, Oh, interesting. No one can ever be fucking happy. Well, speaking of complaining, you want to shit on Halloween H2O with some negative reviews? I sure do. <laughs> Tim Brayton of Antagony and Ecstasy. It's somewhere around minute 58 that's in a film that runs about 80 minutes before credits, before anything particular interesting happens. That's fair. <laughs> I kept clocking it. I also clocked it. A 40 fucking minute gap in between the beginning and when he comes back to actually fucking murder. And in between then, Lori's just like, no, you guys, I'm like always scared. You don't understand. I'm always like fucking scared. And it's like, I get it. This is some character building we need, world introduction, but like, let's also keep it moving. I do like the opening though. It's very reminiscent of Scream. Like, G little baby JGL is like our Drew Barrymore, and it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like <laughs> that. I do. And it does also vaguely, it doesn't really like stress it enough, 
but the woman that Michael goes into was taking care of Dr. Loomis and all of Dr. Loomis's paperwork is in that house. So he like went in to get the information about Lori. So like I get the setup and I really liked how it looked. It was very reminiscent of like the first two movies. A lot of like pans show an empty house that may yes. have someone in it, may yeah. not have someone in it. Matthew Rosa of MatthewRosa.com. Halloween H2O is the worst film in the series. And for one reason, it's distracting plot holes. The only plot hole that I noticed was that uh, the first 30 minutes of the movie, Laurie Strode says that she hadn't noticed it was Halloween, which is like, how do you not notice it's fucking Halloween? Your thing <laughs> is being afraid of Michael Myers attack on Halloween. You know when Halloween is. You know when it and is. You're dreading that day. There's mm. decorations. There's kids running around getting costumes. Don't act like you didn't go in a Target recently. You fucking knew it was Halloween. What are you saying? Did Hollywood's sassiest bitch make any comments about this movie? He sure did. If he saw a movie, he's making a comment about it. Hollywood's sassiest bitch, Roger Ebert with the Chicago Sun-Times. I imagined Miss Lee telling her friends, they want me to do a cameo in the remake of Psycho. But I said, hell, I'd do Halloween H2O before I'd lower myself to that. It doesn't actually have a comment about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Besides saying that the Psycho remake with Anne Heche is worse than this movie, I guess. What Roger's not fucking acknowledging is the fact that it's His her daughter? daughter's franchise. Yeah, she's going to do a cameo. Yeah. Hey, Mom, do you want to do a cameo in my movie? Sure. I love yeah. you, daughter. Yeah. Oh, and it's horror? Oh, the yeah. horror crowd loves me. Her cameo is that she's just like the an assistant to Laurie Strode at the school or whatever. And there's like a really cute kind of cheeky moment where she's like giving Laurie advice and she goes, you know, if you don't mind me being maternal for a moment. And it's like, oh, it's because it's her mom. It's really cute. It's Janet Lee. But like, that's why she did it. That's why yeah. she did it, Roger. Not because this movie seemed a lot better than the weird ass remake of Psycho. Wait, I have a chance to cameo in the Halloween series. I've heard those movies are fantastic. Who's in it? No way! My daughter? You get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Jamie Lee's in it. No way. I don't believe you. Oh, Roger, you silly bitch. Well, let's talk about our second chance with Halloween H2O. Right off the bat, um... When the movie started and I saw Miramax logo, I went, oh, Ugh. no. I know. Why? Why are you everywhere? Get away. I wonder if there's a way legally they could just, like, let's change this. <laughs> let's just, or, like, can we scrub the credits, please? I'm so sick of seeing that fucking last name. Let's... One of my favorite things about this movie, for better or for worse, is the cast of this movie. Okay. This cast is so wild to me. So we've already touched on it a little bit, but just to reiterate, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, first and foremost, iconic queen, Laurie Strode, love her dearly, great job as always playing Laurie, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We have a very, very young Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the top of the film. This is like right in the middle of his third Rock from the Sun era, which was a very fun era. Um, I will say if I came to the theater expecting JGL to be in this movie... I would be so pissed. 
He doesn't make it. Again, he gets an ice skate to the face. And, like, again, it's very much like a Drew Barrymore moment where, like, someone who's pretty popular at the start of the film you think is going to maybe be in it a while, and then, bam, nope. And he's, he has a really good scene where he's going through his neighbor's house that was just ransacked by Michael Myers trying to, like, see if someone's in the house with tension. You think he's going to get murdered in that moment. He doesn't. It's a really cool sequence with him. I do like that. And then we have introducing Josh Hartnett, a very young, fresh-faced Josh Hartnett plays Laurie Strode's son. The only thing I have to critique about Hartnett, whoever did his hair for the movie should be fired. Almost as bad as Courtney Cox in Scream 3. It should be Hair Hall of Fame of Terrible flat at the front and then spikes out on the sides put a bowl on really quick to chop whatever they could off also josh can you take a quick nap before we start filming just so it looks terrible the entire time truly this poor man is just looking like he rolled out of bed and just showed up to set that was not his job just someone take a second look at josh and make sure he's okay please i would have loved to see josh pop up as Lori's son in the new Halloween trilogies as well. Yes. That would have been really good. That would have been, I'm sorry. Like I I am so mad that like none of these movies are canon. He would have been fucking awesome in these new movies. I love Judy Greer. That's fine that she's in it. She also had a daughter that doesn't exist in this movie, but keep Josh around. Or hire Josh to be somebody else that's not her son. She's like, you look familiar. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Let's get crazy with it. And I think too, like Josh Hartnett uh, has grown into sort of maybe like a more gruff and like serious actor. And I think that he would have fit really well in the new Halloween movies where we're trying to go for that like worn down, like life's been rough kind of vibe. This is his first movie credit. He's introducing at the top. It says introducing Josh Hartnett. And I was like, oh my goodness, what a baby. What a baby. Um, because he is getting back into acting. He took a big hiatus. So I'm glad to see him back. Especially like one of the ones I just saw him in recently was Wrath of Man. I can't say great, more great things about the movie. I enjoyed that one a lot. And- uh, yeah, I got to also be honest here for a second. I, back in the day, at the height of Josh Hartnett, I didn't get it. I wasn't that into it. I didn't really understand why everyone was. And then... Yeah, later when he, like, got back into acting, I saw him in Penny Dreadful, like a lot of us, for the first time in a while. And I was like, oh, yeah, actually, he's really great. Like, he's a really good actor, actually. I was wrong. The Hartnett movie I watched way too much, probably because I was in, like, high school theater, was O, because it's, like, the modern-day telling of Othello. Yeah. I I like O a lot. He's in some real good ones that I forget about. Like, I really liked 30 Days of Nights, too, with the, the vamps. Uh, he's in Virgin Suicides. That's a, oh. That's a, movie. that's a movie. That is a movie. And another slasher, The Faculty. I'm pretty oh. sure I saw that as a kid. The Faculty? I've been seeing that pop up on, like, Netflix or HBO, and I've been like, I need to revisit this. Usher, Baby Usher's in it, too. Like, ah. I'm obsessed with the pipeline in the early 2000s of, like, R&B artists to horror movie stars. I love it. Speaking of music artists to stars, we also have LL Cool J in this movie. We sure do. He's playing 
a security guard at the high school. Apparently the only one. <laughs> the only security guard at this he large just, high school. He just works the front gate as well. Yep. Nothing else. I will say he is working on a day that everyone is out of town camping except like three people. He's the one character in this movie that's interesting to me. Same. He's got he's got a few things. First of all, he's got a wife he's constantly talking to on the phone while at his job, which is great. But he's also trying to be a writer. Romance novels. Roman he's writing romance novels. His <laughs> wife is like giving him fun feedback. And I'm like, this is I'm way more interested about this character than anything else that's going on in this movie. I really like his character too. I think it's like probably the freshest out of a new addition to the Halloween franchise. And I get so annoyed with like what they do to this character. Cause he his character should have had like a really epic, like like heroic fucking one-on-one fight to the death with michael myers that would have been rad nope no his laurie's dumbass boyfriend thinks he's michael myers for some reason and just unloads a whole fucking gun on him and then we think he's dead he shoots the shape because he thinks it's michael oh there we go and then they run over to it to make sure it's dead and then like oh no it's ronnie the security guard I could tell the shape definitely was a security guard jacket. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Well, me, it's just like, really? Do we shoot the only one that I like cared about? Yeah. What are, we, what are we doing here? Just like no ceremony. Just like, oh, oh, he's down. Oh, okay. And then there's a, a quick little fun twist where he just pops back up and he's actually not dead. He's totally chill, even though like five bullets are in his stomach. He's all good. Lori's about to like finish Michael off for good. And for some reason, LL Cool J's character goes, no, don't worry about it. Hey, hey, I'm alive. Don't worry about it. He's don't just let it go. It's all good. Realistically, for remaking this, I feel like he does need, like you said, maybe even a fist fight with Michael. Yeah. But he dies at Michael's hands. Like every... There should only be, like, one to two people that survive, and it should be Lori and her her son, ultimately. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, just one of the people that just wouldn't make it out of the movie. Security guard, you're not making it. I would have loved to see a hand-to-hand combat of LL Cool J just trying to beat the shit out of Michael Myers. I do feel like they just kept LL Cool J alive at the end to be like, well... Everyone really likes him. Maybe we can bring him back for another movie if we do one. Like, I feel like that was really the only purpose of keeping his character alive. Is he in Resurrection? No. Uh, well, then what the fuck are we doing this for? Resurrection stupidly goes, hey, you know that movie that just released a couple years ago? Uh, forget about it. And then, just to round out our talk of the cast, we have Michelle Williams. Yes. Babyface during Dawson's Creek era. Michelle Williams? Did you watch Dawson's Creek? I sure did, yes. I never watched Dawson's Creek. So I think because I've never watched Dawson's Creek, I do not have a connection to Michelle Williams. There's just something about her that just like, yeah, she's in things, but like a lot of the movies she's in, I haven't really watched. So I don't have this connection to her. That's fair. I just really like a good teen soap opera show. I really do. And Dawson's Creek is an OG of that. And it's always fun to see her in this era for me because it's just she's so young. And so who knew where she was going to go on what you were saying about her projects? In my opinion, um, maybe with the exception of Marilyn Monroe, I think Dawson's Creek is her like most interesting character. (laughs) I love her as Jen in Dawson's Creek. But I will say watching this and watching her in this, her character kind of takes a role of a damsel. Sometimes she like 
pops up in fights like she needs to. But for the most part, she's running behind Josh Hartnett. And watching that, I was just thinking I would love to see Michelle Williams in a horror where she's allowed to like fight back, just like let loose. She'd be really good. So I'd rather see something like that than the Fablemans. <laughs> Can we? I, I same. I agree. I <laughs> I just think the Fablemans looks like it will be good. Just whatever. It's Spielberg, yeah. Yeah, it's Spielberg being as most Spielberg as he could do a movie about Spielberg. <laughs> I would like a movie with Michelle Williams and Josh Hartnett, another Halloween movie, where they have like a kid and. Michael's somehow trying to get that kid. Fuck yeah. I have to kill everyone that's related to me for a reason I can't explain because I don't talk. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that movie. Absolutely. That would be great. And in that movie, can LL Cool J be like the kid's godfather and he's just like, he's just there. No, I want to be the security guard. <laughs> the book career never took off. <laughs> he's still trying? Oh, no, make it be a published author. I just want to talk about the deaths is there a death in this movie that you think was like hell yeah that was so wild i loved it i thought all of them were pretty boring okay a throat slash that happens kind of either off screen the only the second exciting like death or like dying sequence is jody lynn o'keefe trying to escape via like the elevator it falls and crushes her leg and she's trying to escape and Michael's just like, stab, stab, stab. The sequence is really cool with her trying to like outrun him by getting in a dumb waiter. With her dead boyfriend yes. that just got murdered. And I'm like, oh, that poor girl. Yes, it's <laughs> that so awful. And then when she gets out, as she's getting out, he cuts it and it lands on her leg, which is so brutal. And then she's really trying and you just know, girl, this is not going to go well for her. But the tension in that lead up was so good. I really liked that one a lot. I liked the opening with, like I've said before, I think it wasn't necessarily like this coolest, most unique or creative death, but it was a good start. Like if the deaths had built up on that, it would have been a good jumping off point. Unfortunately, some are even more boring than that. The most entertaining, but most outlandish is the final death, which is Michael Myers himself, I guess. It's a crazy ending where, first of all, Michael Myers has wreaked havoc on the school. She's sending her son and his girlfriend out. She's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to close the gate to the school, make sure he can't get out, and then I'm going to hunt his ass down. And I loved that. I loved just seeing Laurie Strode being such a badass, being like, Michael, where are you? I'm going to fucking kill you. I love it. I love it. And then they do their, you know, typical battle. He falls. She stabs him. Seems like it's over. But of course, it's Michael Myers, and he, this bitch will not die. So the where it gets crazy and truly off the rails is that Lori hijacks his dead body that's in the coroner's van, steals the van, and instead of just like what I would think you would do in that moment is just take an axe and just kill him right there on the spot. In front of no. everyone? <laughs> yeah, just, hey guys, I'm doing this because he won't die, so you're welcome. Um, She drives off, unclear where they're exactly going but she drives off he starts moving around in the body bag which was kind of wild to watch she slams on the brakes which projectiles him out of the car i i was i called it i was like when he's moving around i'm like she's gonna slam on those brakes hell he's yeah going through that windshield yeah and i like to uh watching him kind of 
coming up from out of the car crash, getting up off the street, and she's like, come on, motherfucker, come on, come on. I liked that. When she crashes into him, the CGI looks super weird. Of him, super like, weird. His body just, like, <laughs> turns into a marionette, and it's really choppy. I was like, oh, that was... We just learned how to use some digital technology. And then she's, like, has him pinned... She, like, speeds into him, has him pinned onto the um windshield and that looks really hokey too it looks just like really bizarre i'm gonna get out yeah. uh. <laughs> and she fucking pins him against a tree and then the car sets on fire but he's still alive he's still alive he's still going and they they have this really intense moment that i really like where she's standing over him and he's reaching his hand out to her and she's almost like, oh, family. Hey. Yeah. Hey, I'm brother. Sorry. I just, yeah. I love you. We can you. be friends now. And then she's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You tried to kill my son. Nope. No, we can't be okay. Get fucked. Doosh. Beheads <laughs> him. We see his head roll. And that's it. And I think that that's fun. So I guess in that way, we, the this movie can't be canon for, the, for this recent trilogy. <laughs> I get it. There's one shot I really enjoyed is where Laurie and Michael see each other for the first time in 20 years in uh, like there's a, like a swinging door that has like a circle window in it and they both like look up right at the same time like Ooh, that looks nice. It looked nice. I also liked she for like a second is like okay I'm gonna fucking kill him and goes to get her gun and he's yeah. gone gone yeah. into the night. Here we one negative. Of, I guess a few, but like the one that sticks out to me the most yeah. and really upsets me is I, for some reason, cannot stand Lori's boyfriend in this movie. I hate this man so much. <laughs> and there's just far too much of him in this movie. Like, get him away. He's so weird. He's like a guidance counselor at the school. If she's the dean, she should not be having this relationship. Absolutely not. This feels very inappropriate. They're also doing it in secret, which feels even more inappropriate. The scene that sent me into a spiral with this man was when she finally is going to tell him like who she is and her, mm -hmm. her past. Oh. She starts off very lightly. She's like, you know, my brother murdered my sister when I was younger. And he goes... Oh, that's sucky. Take oh, your blouse sucks. off. <laughs> that he, sucks. Get he naked. She's like playing. <laughs> it's not. Also, if someone is, if you think someone's joking about that, wouldn't your reaction be like, why are you joking about that? That's not funny. <laughs> that's not, a, that's not a funny joke. That seemed maybe him. uncomfortable. You know what? I'm, let's hurry up to where Michael murders this guy. Yeah. I hate him so much. That sucks. That's, that's, su no, he doesn't even say that sucks. He says that's sucky. That's mm. sucky. Get out of here. He should have been the first person that gets murdered. So glad <laughs> LL made it out alive. Me too, even though I wanted him to have a good heroic death. That death, if he had actually died in that death, that would have been a disservice. I was, like, I was like, what the fuck? I was so mad. I was like, I already hate this guy so much, and now he just guns down the best character here. Ugh. Do you remember when we used to work on Lip Sync Battle with LL Cool J and Chrissy Teigen? It was a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. I never really uh, watched it, but... <laughs> never saw an episode. Um no. The one thing I thought was weird 
they don't like wrap up Josh Hartnett or Michelle Williams' character. And there's no sort of, especially for her son, like any sort of like acceptance of what just happened or yeah. like processing it for a second. Like she th- gets him to just drive down the street to someone's house to inform them to call the police or whatever. And then we see them, yeah, like a glimpse of them. I wish we had had more meat and potatoes with Hartnett Williams. Yeah. I oh, feel yeah. like if this movie got made today with the same like idea that Michael's coming after, I think the main character would have been Hartnett with Michelle Williams. And then uh, Curtis would have had a more supporting role. Yeah, or even just they would be just as much of a main character as okay. you know, like in like the new trilogy also, Judy Greer's character is always like, My mom was such a hard survivalist. It was so hard to be her daughter. Blah, blah, blah. Josh Hartnett's character like literally was doing that in this movie too, where he was like, I can't keep like dealing with your shit, mom, you anxious lady. Stop it, you hysterical woman. And then is like, oh, actually, she was right. He did come to fucking get me. Um, and I think it would have been cool to revisit that even at the end of this movie where it was like, oh, you know what? Like, there was some truth to this. My mom yeah, wasn't mom. crazy and she just saved my fucking life. Like, mom, I love right. her. You were right. And you're a badass. Don't ever be anxious. You fucking did it, mom. Good job. You know what I mean? Like, just a little something to put it like a nice bow on it. You know, I also think she should have like included her son in like the murder of michael myers like hey we're doing this together like yeah he should have been there for it because it is also like his weird family legacy like he's in this bloodline he's like the latest one to be a part of it also just while we're talking about him i have a note uh at the beginning of the movie when towards the beginning of the movie when we're in dean laurie strode's office there's a picture of Josh Hartnett on her desk that's clearly just like a Josh Hartnett like headshot, just like, and it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like this like sweet like photo of her and her, like of her son, and she looks at it very lovingly like, oh, I love my son so much, but it's so silly because it's just Josh Hartnett. This is not a cute little son photo. <laughs> this being a horror movie. Was there any moment in this movie that scared you psychologically or a jump scare that got you or a death that got you? Like, I forget the actress's name, the friend's girlfriend. Her death actually really was intense to watch and did scare me. Leg stuff, whenever there's a leg, like a Achilles injury. tendon or a leg injury, I, can't, I hate that so much. There is only one moment in this movie that made me jump because I was like half paying attention to it on my phone. <laughs> um, Lori's in a restaurant or a diner just minding her own business and then fucking something just slams into the glass. It's like two kids in Halloween costumes just fucking around. But like that took, I was not paying attention. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? That's a fun jump scare because she's just chugging wine trying to like numb herself. And then it's like two kids dicking around like, I don't like jump scares. I think they're very unnecessary. Just to startle us for no reason. It doesn't drive plot. It just kind of gets like a, uh, we're on edge. But yeah. you can do make us on edge without jump scares. Yeah, and like there's a good 40 minutes where this movie is only jump scares that have no payoff. Very predictable because it's 
a character's walking backwards, they're like, you haven't turned around in a long time. Whenever you turn around, there's going to be something there that's not Michael that you're going to jump at. Oh, my boyfriend. <laughs> or there's, yeah, there's a few of those. There's also a few of Lori, like, doing something and she thinks she sees Michael. So then she's like, <gasps> and then it's like, oh, I was just imagining that. There's like four moments of that where it's like, okay, I fucking get it. You're traumatized, lady. How scary would that be if you constantly imagined Michael Myers everywhere? He was never really there. You just always think you see him. And there's a good moment in this movie that I wish had actually been Michael Myers where she sees the shape like walking towards her and she closes her eyes like, nope, 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 it's not real. And he's still walking towards her. She closes her eyes. Nope, nope, nope. That would have been good. And instead it's that stupid ass boyfriend. Michael Myers mask looked off like, like too clean. There was one instance where I thought, is this CGI? Like, did they CGI a mask? Cause it just looks weird. You're right, like, too clean, like, too, like, not dirtied up enough. Like, it looks like he just got it at the store, and he's really proud of it. It's also, like, GTA Michael. He is constantly (laughs) stealing cars in this movie, which I don't like. I don't like the idea of him driving. I like the idea of him just walking everywhere. That's (laughs) way more terrifying that he just is like, Lori's across the country. I'm going to get her by walking there. Because his walk is so creepy. Like, his walk is so fucking good. It's slow. It's like, I'm going to get you. I don't need to rush. At least one or more can survive as long as you're faster than the slowest person. Truly. My wife would not survive this. She would be the slow one. I I think I'd be like second behind her. I'm not a f- fast runner. I'm but not you, even a runner. But if you're with her, you'll survive because she's not. She would be like, I don't want to run. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I don't either. Why? You we, might, let's hide. You might outrun me. Actually, you might all endurance wise. My knee would give out and I'd be the one that goes. Her <laughs> oh, slow ass fuck. would just pass me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just. After a while, I'd just be like, I am so tired. I'm so tired. Can you stop running? Michael, stop. Dude, just do it. Just calm stabbing down. Me. Dude, stop. All right. Well, I think it's come to that time. Let's make it official. Joe. Do you think that Halloween H2O deserves a second chance? Oh, this this is a tough one to weigh in on. On the one hand, there's like 20 Michael Myers movies. And on top of that, thousands of slasher movies. So my answer is no, this does not deserve a second chance. Um, It's not the best Halloween movie. It's not the original Halloween movie. There'll be better Halloween movies. Was if you're if you're really into the Michael Myers era and you've never seen it, I mean, I feel like you're gonna watch all of them. But if you've never seen it, there's three new ones that you could watch. Just go with those or watch another scary movie. Smiles out right now. That's creepier. I think that that's a fair assessment. And I truly do not disagree with you in any way, shape, or form. But I'm actually going to say I do think this movie deserves a second chance. First of all, I'm going to say no again. Because <laughs> there is like 60 minutes, this, 60 minutes of this movie that could be cut out. And you, wouldn't, you yeah. wouldn't feel a difference. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But those 30 minutes are good. <laughs> the 30 remaining minutes are pretty cool. So here's why I'm saying yes. Okay. 
because this movie, maybe because the title is just so stupid, gets shit on a lot. And, like, I think that it's not that bad. Like, it's not as bad as people remember it being. So, in that regard, I think it does deserve a second chance. I think that there are definitely some redeeming qualities of this movie that even watching it now, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, this is kind of good. I kind of like this part. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you are right. And I get I get it. But I also know, like, in the lore, in the canon, or the franchise, this yeah. movie is regarded as being dog shit. And I don't think it's that bad. Like, I, I, I really don't. the movie has a very strong opening, like you said. And I think it's a strong ending. But it has a horrible middle. <laughs> it is so boring. And the only thing that spices up the middle at all is LL Cool J. Just being someone that has z- almost zero time with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think he even he has like a, a scene, like barely a scene with Michael. That is like really bad that the most <laughs> interesting character isn't even around our serial killer. He's not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really biased because I really love Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know. I it's probably a bit to do with it. It really could be. But that. if you think about it this way, there's so many other better Jamie Lee Curtis movies to watch. But I do again think in the context of the franchise and of this movie, like if you rewatch it, you're gonna not hate it. You're gonna enjoy it. It's. I think like I found myself being like, oh, this isn't as bad as everyone says it is. Come on. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can find us on YouTube for a visual episode. We're also on all the socials. If you want to talk to us there, if you want to talk to us about the Halloween movies or what you're watching this October, we'd love to hear from you. What's a scary movie that you love, but no one else seems to? We want to know. A big thank you, as always, to Beatty McBeatface for our dope theme song. And we'll be back again soon with another spooky movie.